You're listening to Sci-Fi TV Rewatch, and I would ordinarily give you an episode number. Maybe we could call this a take five, Wayne, but uh, you're going to be hearing this a a few days early. We're going to be recording the next podcast that will have episode 19 of season one of Fringe a a few days late, so you probably are going to get it in your feed a few days late, but we've been promising you guys we're going to talk about Doctor Who and... If nothing else, we keep our promises, do we not? Yep, we we do. We we are men of our word. So, uh, yeah, and you know, if you've been following the podcast for any length of time, you know, over the years we've covered sometimes the Christmas episode, sometimes a season premiere, sometimes a season finale, sometimes we just spend a couple minutes here and there. So we're kind of all over the place with Doctor Who, and uh, you know, I'm going to throw the ball to you first on this one because this is uh, an interesting episode i guess in a lot of ways and uh you know so i'm gonna go out on a limb here dave and i'm not gonna speak for you okay but i'm gonna imagine that we are agreed that this was not a very good doctor who episode it was not now it's titled legend of the sea devils and it's referred to as the Easter episode only because that's the day that it happened to be released. It has right. nothing to do with Easter. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this was a little disappointing. Uh, again, as I said, I'll, I'll listen to your reasons first, and it sounds like we're going to concur on a lot of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, my first reason is that the script in places makes absolutely zero sense at all. Okay. And that's for someone who gives, I give Dr. Who a lot of leeway. If Dr. Who and star Wars, it is difficult for you to get me to criticize those. Um, but in this one, I like, um, you know, for example, I can't remember the name of the kid, but just like follow her and get her. And it's like, wait, you were just standing with her. Like, a scene ago. Like, if you were going to get her, why don't you get her then? Why are you trying to climb on to, you know, just stuff like that, man. It's just like, there is some plot holes a, a mile wide here that, that, uh, you know, and, and the plot itself was not spectacular. No, it even, wasn't. Even when it, it did somewhat make sense. And, and ironically, the acting was fairly decent. Uh, I mean, the acting has generally been good with Doctor Who in, in, in this incarnation of it. And, and again, when we talk about the acting, uh, you, we're not going to mistake any of these performances for Academy Award or Emmy Award winning. But within the Doctor Who context, these were above average performances. They just didn't have much to work with. And uh, again, kind of disappointing. The thing that strikes me, and you mentioned the the scenes on the ship, the production values are really bad in this episode. And I want to even go back to the original Doctor Who, where the production values and granted it was the 1960s and 70s but this is not 1963 this is 2022 and i understand that they were likely dealing with the pandemic but the use of green screen is so obvious as to take me out of the scene and 
there's no reason that has to happen. It, you know, it's almost like, and I know the listeners will be shocked that I'm going to use a sports analogy because we never, we <laughs> that, never that do that. But, but it's like they're playing out the string. This is a game with no meaning for the standings right. or anything else. It's just like, let's get it over with. Let's not get hurt and go on our way. And yes, it's, just, it's like you've made the playoffs. So you sit your starting quarter, you sit the starters. <clears throat> I mean, technically, the starters were there. I don't think we're getting the writers a game with this one, even a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't even know making the playoffs. I'm figuring they are way out of the playoffs. And, <laughs> right, you know, right, they've right. got their lockers packed and ready to go. The other thing that I noticed the audio mixing was horrible. I, Dude, that, that's been all, all season. Well, it just seemed worse in this episode. Yeah. And, and, and you have to wonder does anybody actually listen to this? I don't, I don't think they do. It has been all season. I have to. It's it's in English, the of the language I speak, and I have to watch in subtitles because the dubbing is so bad. The audio is so bad that you can't understand what the characters are saying because the music is overpowering them. Yeah, and it, it's it been goes horrible. Up and down, and yeah, it's ah. Now, don't, I'd say don't get me started, but you already got me started. Yeah. Now, I mean, one I just, positive. That is just so, like, I thought it was something, oh, okay, well, it's this week, and I actually read, like, on, you know, people online, uh, like, actual, you know, legit, you know, commentators and magazines or whatever online talking about how bad the audio was, and it's still, nothing changed. I'm like, are you, are you freaking kidding me? Like, like, how, how, how is that? Yeah. How do you not like? Do you not care? Well, that's like, it because it's not that difficult to mix audio. My God, I do it, you know, on a weekly basis. And you know, granted, I mean, you know, it's a much smaller uh, production here, but still, mixing is mixing, and yeah, I, there's just no excuse for it. But but I yeah. do have a positive. Okay, it was nice to see the doctor in another costume or outfit or whatever. And, and of course we saw Yaz and, uh, and Dan as well. Yeah. <laughs> Although Dan's got, again, yeah. the, the, the pirates of Penzance. Yes. Costume. Yes. The little- that, and see that, that was good. That was great. That was classic doctor who, you know, he comes out in this ludicrous costume and, you know, and everyone's like, you know, we we're laughing at him and, you know, God bless Dan. He's, he's, you know, a good sport goes along with it but but that was great that was great that was actually a legit funny scene that they had there yeah now i'm not going to say that i'm full-on shipping yaz and the doctor because i'm really not i mean I, I i like them both i would have no problem if that's where where they go but i am kind of glad they addressed their relationship in this episode and I guess one of the things I like, because this was really the highlight of the episode for me, because I think it takes a lot for the doctor to confront this. You you see how uncomfortable she is talking to Yaz about this. And, you know, the power dynamic obviously is heavily tilted in the doctor's favor. Right. Yet. You know, Yaz is willing to to talk about this, except it's almost as if she's afraid of what she might hear. And you know, at the end of the day, I'm I'm not feeling real good about the doctor's reasoning 
for not furthering their relationship. And it, it leads me to wonder, how much does Yaz actually know about the regeneration process? Well, nothing. Okay. okay. Well, right. yeah. Well, I mean, she's, she, I mean, she hasn't witnessed it, right? right. Like some, of the, some of the, uh, the, the companions, like Rose uh, and... Um, did Amy, not Amy Pine, but Rose, yeah, Rose, you know, is one. And I know there's others that, you know, the companion actually witnesses the doctor regenerating. And certainly, you know, Yaz obviously has not done that. Right. And, you know, and then continues as the new doctor's companion. As you said, Rose is probably the, the best example, although some of the doctor, classic Doctor Who purists will probably, uh, you know, they're getting their pitchforks ready. Um, but I, I think... One because there's going to be a couple of companions and then I don't want to say which one because I'll be wrong probably but I know one of the companions that's going to be in the next episode you know span two different doctors yes exactly and, and they are from the the classic Who era which is which is cool so I I, I think that's awesome yeah I'm really looking forward to the next one yeah well uh, <laughs> however many months it is I guess we're talking six yeah. eight months or or I maybe don't know if even it's going to be that long I think they said in the fall oh, of, okay. of 22 okay um. But but yeah, so you know, that's something that they I, like. I am not very. I've seen a couple of the classic Who, but I'm certainly not well versed in them. I've seen all of them since Christopher Eccleston started, and since then they've really kept a distance, a romantic distance between the Doctor and his companions. Right. And there's been a number that have been infatuated with him, and he's. Either, you know, acted like he didn't realize it or when it, it did get close, he was, you know, kind of standoffish and pushed away. So, I, you know, I thought that that would be kind of a betrayal of the character if they like, oh, just so we can get some girl on girl action, we're going to actually have the doctor jump into a relationship. It's like, mm, but it, the doctor's never done that before. Like, and I, and I, I get she said that, that Yaz is super special. And and that's that's cool. And she is. She's an amazing character. She's a great character. But for them to just kind of forego all that, which again, like Chris Chibnall's been kind of doing that, you know, just like ah, I want to do this, so I'm gonna, you know, f how, how they did it before. This is how I'm gonna do it, you know. So I was kind of concerned. Not that I, I'm not saying I don't think there there can be a same sex relationship on Doctor Who. That's preposterous to say that. I'm just saying that when it wasn't. Uh, a same-sex relationship that they never went there then. So why would they go there now? Just because it is, right? Right. But I, I like how they handled it. And, and again, let's not forget that if it's not for Dan, we never have this conversation that we're even talking about because he's the one that pushes both, but more so the doctor, uh, because I, I think Yaz wanted to talk about it, just was you know reluctant to, to broach it with the doctor. But, you know, they, they just take it so far. And I agree with you. They, they don't cross that line, but, right. they, but they bring it up. I mean, we know, as you said. Well, that's great. And I, think, I think it was good how, actually how they handled that. I thought it was really good. Right. And as you say, Rose had a, a really big crush on the doctor. And we don't really see it going anywhere. So, you know, the, the thing that I guess... I started thinking about after I'd, I'd watched the episode and had some time to digest it. Yes, I feel like the doctor's 
answer to Yaz is kind of weak, you know, that, well, you know, I, I forget exactly what her words were, but it was basically like, you know, I'm, I don't settle down and, you know, um, yeah. this and that. But I wonder if it has something to do with the fact that the doctor is aware of the regeneration process and is fully aware that I might just as likely come out of this as a male and maybe that's not what Yaz would have bargained for. So rather than take that chance, I'm just going to try to let her down you know, a, a little more easily. Yeah, that, yeah, that definitely could be part of it. So, I, I mean, we don't really know anything about Yaz and, and her romantic entanglements you know, prior hooking up with the doctor. But, you know, it did occur to me. So you know outside of that aspect of the story like as you've already said it was kind of meh and and, um there was just so much to take us out of it it was disappointing and um you know and then the whole like you know it was just it was yeah like they get swallowed by a huge monster right and then it's like then are they in like i still haven't worked that out 100 percent like were they inside the monster? They had to get outside the monster. I don't. It was just. Yeah. It's just so much. It just was like, I'm like, what? Like, uh, I don't know. yep, yep. Chibs is on to his <laughs> next project, I guess. So, yeah, yeah. But, uh, anyway, yes. That's all I got. I don't know if you have any other points you want to make, but no. You know, it was. It was. Let me put it this way, though. A disappointing Doctor Who, for me, is still going to be better than 95% of the other stuff I could potentially watch. I'm not ready to make that statement, but... uh. (laughs) All right, maybe 90. I don't know. You're probably not ready there either. Still, for me, I I love Doctor Who. I I love almost everything about it. And I still enjoyed the episode. I didn't really like it, but I still found it enjoyable. Well... I'm I'm just gonna give it a C and and leave it at that. Yeah, uh, a C. A C sounds like a, a pretty appropriate. I might give it a C plus. Okay, it's Doctor Who. Okay, I'll give it I'll give it a half grade bump. Okay, sounds good. But but yeah, you know, not not great. Okay, all right. Well, you want to leave it there? Yeah. Okay. All right, so uh, you know we'll, we'll see what we've got in the fall. Hopefully, I hope you're right. I've I've read varying uh, reports, but uh, regardless, I guess we've got a longer wait before we find out who the next doctor will be. But as we said at the beginning of this podcast, uh, episode four fifty eight, which will cover Fringe, episode nineteen of season one, will probably be a few days late. Look for it in your feed, probably Saturday. Uh, hopefully I get it done by then, maybe Sunday. But uh, hopefully this Doctor Who discussion will tide you over. But that will do it for this episode of Sci-Fi TV Rewatched. Thank you for joining us. Let us know what you thought of Doctor Who. If Doctor Who is within your genre radar, we will be back uh, in a few days to talk about episode 19 of season one of Fringe. I got nothing. Geronimo. <laughs> <laughs>